episode of So Did You Like It? A film podcast to go with the thousands and thousands of other film podcasts, but we're not going to be critics. We're not going to throw numbers at you. At the end of this conversation, we're just going to ask that simple question. So did you like it? I'm Sir Square, and joined as always with my co-host. And I'm Kaz, Lord Protector of the Realms. And the kid waiting for the slip to be sent home, apparently. <laughs> just waiting for me to just sleep through the recording. Oh, what joyous tidings we bring this week. <laughs> I feel like we're meeting for the first time. Seriously. Hi, I'm Kaz, and I love getting out of responsibilities. <laughs> it's borderline a fetish, really. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, that's right. We did watch Wolf Walkers this week. Hey, you're the one that wanted to go on. Go I just, off right now. It was great. It was funny. It was funny. Uh... To end the like family-friendly uh, side of Summer of Animation, we checked out this 2020 film by uh, the studio Cartoon Saloon. Story by Tom Moore and Ross Stewart. Directed by Tom Moore and Ross Stewart. This is an Irish animated film from the Irish Folklore Trilogy. Um, that is about like the legend of wolf walkers, or a story about a wolf walker based on the legends of the wolves of Osseri. Um, Never heard of them. It's just some Irish legends, you know? Anyway, this is a story about two girls who find each other, both looking for a friend in their life that understands them and going on an adventure to save one of their mothers. It's... Look. (sighs) I love this movie. I honest to God love this movie. I think this is probably one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. When I first found out about this film, it was after I'd seen the movie Song of the Sea, which is also part of this trilogy. And I saw the trailer when it came out, and Oh, I just knew I had to see this movie. And each time I watch it, like I just fully get immersed in the story and the art itself. And when I every time I watch it I would think to myself, it's like, I gotta show Kaz this movie. <laughs> and this was my perfect excuse. Summer of animation. I gotta say, actually, for at least for this first half of summer animation, let me see, I uh, no, not all of them, but most of the movies we saw here, not Iron Giant, but the other three are all things that I have never seen, and all of them have been really good. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing about animation. Like, it's... When, when it hits, it's great, and when it misses, it's usually so bad it's good. <laughs> What's an example of animation that's so bad it's good? The Polly Shore Pinocchio movie. Oh, I didn't see it. Oh, uh, the trailer alone lets you know what's about to you happen. You didn't see it either. <laughs> <laughs> but I like how you could use Pinocchio for both examples. Guillermo de yeah, Toro Pinocchio, know, it's great. really fucking good. Polly Shore Pinocchio. Ugh. You're gonna have a time, <laughs> trust me. And remember, I did watch that H.P. Lovecraft children's film, and that was a wild experience. Yes, <laughs> yes I, I also would. <laughs> I've seen it. You know, the sad thing is, as much as I'd love to purge that movie from my memory, I've seen it more than once. <laughs> that movie's great. It gives you more of an existential breakdown than Lovecraft's original writings. All right, all right. All right so let's, let's talk about we'll not talk about Wolf Walkers. Let's talk about Spot. <laughs> let's talk about Spot, <laughs> voiced by Ron Perlman. Go on. Actually, no, Spot wasn't voiced by Ron Perlman. Spot was uh, voiced by Jason Schwartzman. Axisoth? Who was it? Was was... Ron, per- Ron Perlman was in there. It, he was I'm the Shoggoth. Shoggoth, there we go. Yeah. But anyway, so Wolfwalkers, yeah. So I. 
Jason Schwartzman, really? Yeah, that's yeah, great. Okay. It's amazing. You should see that movie. But speaking of celebrities <laughs> doing voice acting. <laughs> yes. Hey. Oh my gosh, hey, our princess did, returns did, to uh, this... So Did You Like It? I cannot believe she made her appearance again. <laughs> yeah, because I, uh, oh, I was looking uh I'm going to come back to this point. But yeah, as you mentioned earlier, the art style is amazing. And so I went to IMDb to look up like who the background artist was. And while uh, I was scrolling through it, like you see the voice actors get, you know, first billing on the on the credits. And I was like... Is that? And then I like clicked on her profile at, or her IMDb profile, and it's the fucking like younger sister princess from from uh, the the Christmas Prince. And princess like, hey! Emily, princess of the princess realm, Emily. foremost hacker of the kingdom, able to traverse dungeons like the greatest hero of all time <laughs> for this podcast, and a thorn in Simon's side, who later becomes Simon's best friend. <laughs> Best friend might be stretching it. Yeah, it really is, but you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was hilarious to find out. I even texted you that right away. I'm like, hey, look, she's in it. <laughs> and you're like, the princess returned. Yes. I was just like, it's like, do I need to get down on my knee and just be like, my princess, you have returned to us? When I was talking, I was actually trying to reference a lesser celebrity here. Um, speaking of Lord Protector of the Realms. Um, uh, did anyone look at Sean Bean, or did Sean Bean look at the script and was like, so they want me in this wolf movie? Like, not that I think he's being afraid of getting typecast, you know, with such a storied career as his, but it's like, yeah, the, the guy who was the main guy in Game of Thrones, I don't care how many seasons he, he wasn't in, mm -hmm. the main guy of Game of Thrones who set off a, a fucking thing, uh, yeah, he's in the movie about wolves, go figure. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Hey, man, sometimes, like sometimes you have to accept who you are in life and sean bean like, is just a wolf man i also like my multiple messages to you and uh tucker spelling sean bean incredibly wrong <laughs> every time it was great i spelled dude. it like sean with an a a a u n I remember and then spent, his last name also like, with a u n and then a w n uh b a h n two at some yeah, point exactly. it's just like is that like a type of sandwich because like because like look his his name is spelled like scene bean but you want to say sean bean so i've just been seen i've bean just been combining really all kinds of bean is what you i've come up also with? been also been combining all kinds of shans and sheens and beans and bonds i don't know who you are anymore okay you scare me sometimes really this seems pretty on character on brand for me yeah but i really want to do this to sean bean the man that yes. has died more in film than actually I lived his life. I will do this to Cian Bian. <laughs> now you just sound like a Star Trek character trying to pronounce his name. I sound like fucking Laszlo from What We Do in the Shadows having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually Anyways. that was a, that was a really good comparison. That was a really good Thank one. You. I was very Thank happy you. about that one. It's very tragic. Anyway, so this movie. <laughs> The Sean Bonds. The Sean Bonds. Um, he uh, real good pull for this movie. Like you know, there's there's the lady Emily, sure, but like, you know that like I said, that guy's career has been very storied and very long, with some pretty uh pretty good pretty good titles in there. So look, he's a good pull for this. We have mentioned yeah. Sean Bean, and like everyone is probably thinking the same thing, and we're gonna tell you right now. This movie throws a curveball. Yes, he does live. 
Yeah! Yes, he does. Add that one to the counter. <laughs> oh, man. I, I love how... imagine a Bioshock Infinite, like, chalkboard of, like, the Lutesses with, like, does Sean Bean live? <laughs> <laughs> um, Any gamers out there, you're welcome for that reference. <laughs> always got to throw some video games out there, don't you, guys? The, vi- the mental image is funnier than the description, I swear. Honestly, one of my favorite things about recommending this movie was your reaction to me recommending this movie. You, I, I texted you about it because you asked what we were watching, and I said I'm pulling up this text thread right now, like just because it was it was pretty great. It was pretty great. Uh, you asked immediately if this was a furry movie. <laughs> just yeah. And my yeah, answer I think was, I asked, like, is it furry? <laughs> it's kind of like, am I wrong? That kind of? No, it is kind of. And your immediate response to that is, this better not awaken something in me. And I I told you, maybe it will, but it probably won't. And you said, you Googled it and you thought it would be fine, which was fine. You know, we're okay. Tell this particular phrase. It looks cute, but unless there's a hot mama wolf, and boy howdy. I was just like, damn it, he just glanced the entire plot of this film. (laughs) (laughs) This is about saving a hot mama wolf. (laughs) Yeah, she's barely in it. And I gotta say, I'm not attracted to her wolf form, so, you know, it's fine. Oh, so you're not into, you know, bestiality. I'm very happy that you can admit that. So, thanks. It's it's taken a lot of, a lot of. Um, effort and a lot of struggles. But Why? Um, How? Okay, we need to talk about how that was a struggle for you. It's just so hard being so brave as me. <laughs> um, so yeah, the art style is really good. So speaking of, uh, uh, <laughs> I guess, eh, attractiveness isn't the same. I'm just going to go off of that. Um, yeah, the art style is really good. And uh, one thing that they do that's part of the storytelling that they do really well is all of our main characters have very big eyes very big adorable eyes that boy when those eyes get sad it's really fucking sad yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're just like oh look these character designs are so adorable like the main wolf walker girl she's like got this a great adorable kind of like just she's just short stout little feral child and she's adorable she's great uh Maybe. and then even uh robin yeah also got like these big old eyeballs and so like yeah when you get scenes this movie gets a little a little serious a little uh dramatic uh and then yeah when those eyes start welling up and you see the betrayal not only in what they're saying also the music's great the fucking violin picks up and you see this character's giant eyes just well mm-hmm. with like tears You're like ah okay <laughs> oh i also love like uh, you can. Sh- they really show their like rage through their eyes too. Like when Mabe snaps in the situation with what's happening to her mom on the stage, and yeah. just goes off and starts screaming at the crowd about how she's about to summon like a whole pack of wolves to eat mm-hmm. all of them. Oh, it's great! And even when she's like fucking pissed at uh at a uh, Robin. And, like, she tackles her down multiple times, like, in her anger, because she doesn't understand what's happening. She thinks Robin is betraying her when, honestly, it's just, she's just trying to keep her alive. Mm -hmm. It's a common, like, misunderstanding between friends, you know. It just, you know, usually you can get over these things pretty easily. It's just a little bit harder when one of their mother's lives is at stake in that moment. (laughs) 
Yeah, and you know that, that to calm it down. That gets thrown around a lot as like uh, people saying like, "Oh, I hate those plots where if only the characters just talk to each other, you know, oh, it would have been so resolved so easily, and we wouldn't have had all this problem." One, that's where your story is coming from. But yeah, sometimes it can be stupid. Two, these are literal children. <laughs> like, I don't, also, I don't think they have the uh, mental maturity or or, or where you know wherewithal to like. Hey, maybe I should talk this out. No, she sees my fucking mom is in chains on the, on the on on the stage. I I yeah, like talking it out wasn't really an option for her. Also, to the people that have that like argument, how many times has something happened in your life where you think to yourself, "Man, that could have been avoided if I just would have talked about it first. All right, listen, listen. I'm a guy who just never talks about it, so like I don't have this criticism. But sometimes you do see a movie and you're like, "Oh, they're like they try really hard to be like, yeah, no, this is why they couldn't talk about it, and it's so contrived. So yeah, I could see it, but like, eh, if I tell if you tell a story well enough, then eh, that stuff doesn't really factor in that much. But yeah, once again, with this, it's one, a well-done story, and two, like I said, they're children. I don't think they're going to like have the maturity of grown-ass adults being like, we should just talk this out, you know? <laughs> and they're Get both this children. all out in the open. Yeah, and they're both children going through like uh, in a difficult time in each other's lives, Like, because you've got Robin, who is not from Ireland. She's actually originally from England, her and her father from England, who were, they were like woods people, they were huntsmen. Um, and it's implied that so was uh, uh, her mother, who has already passed at this point. And oh, is that, so, is that what they say happened to her? Yeah, like well, her, 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 yeah, her mother's gone, so it's just the two of them, and that's why they moved to Ireland because his dad took a job hunting wolves for the Lord Protector in Ireland because Ireland actually did have a huge wolf problem in their history. Uh, now the island has has no wolves, but. For a while, that was that that was a problem. Yeah, I wonder what happened. <laughs> I feel like there's a bit of an icky undertone to that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, oh, okay. We just genocided all the wolves. Basically, cool. it's kind of kind of what happened. There. That's why the Scottish Wolfhound was, uh, or the Irish Wolfhound was bred, basically. Sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then yeah, you've got Mabe, who she has her mom as well. She doesn't. There is no implication of any sort of father figure, and uh, Maeve is a character who has never met anyone like her and doesn't think there really is anyone like her because all she's met are people from the town that are very afraid of what they are. And then with Robin, she grew up being an outspoken, outdoorsy kind of girl and is now being forced in this position where she has to keep her mouth shut she has to do yeah. chores. A and... woman with independence. Yeah, oh. a woman with thought who can read and hunt for herself. I mean, God, the, the stockades for her, I guess. Um, <laughs> they did want to put her in the stocks. She, they point. did. They did want to put her in the stocks. <laughs> <laughs> and she just wants to help her dad, but her dad doesn't want to lose her. So she's he's also forcing her into a position that like does not fit her and is just going to keep pushing her away. Yeah, that's that's another one of those like un- unfortunate things where it's like is a character who's like, "Oh, won't listen to her because he's too busy saying, you know, or doing what's best for her and all that stuff. She clearly hates it, resents him and all that stuff." And and um you see it all the time. Yeah, it's it's fine, but like eh. <laughs> Yeah. You could tell where the story was going with that one. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, especially when you have that scene where she's rehearsing everything that she's going to say to him. And she's like, oh, I, you know, I, I know the wolf walkers. We could just convince them to leave. We just need to, you know, let her mom go. And yeah, it's just going to be fine. And then, you know, she's rehearsing his side of it, being, you know, listening to her and, you know. Being understanding kind of, and open-minded. Yeah, understanding. And, and then he comes in and it's like... <laughs> From from step one, it already doesn't work because she's like, "All right, now promise you won't be mad," or something like that. And he's like, "Go, Go on. on." He's like, and she's like, "You didn't promise." He said, "I know." I know. <laughs> like, oh. Go on. Yeah. Oh fuck. <laughs> and then yeah, <laughs> I, oh, shit, I didn't think about that. He could have not promised. <laughs> he shut down the whole thing. Because he was just more pissed that she went off in the forest by herself. Which, like, as a parent, like, you can you can imagine that that is probably not a good thing. It's probably really scary for parents. Their kid was just like, yeah, I'm just going to go run into this forest that is known to have, like, wolves that will kill people and attack. So. Yeah, sometimes that happens. And sometimes you play peekaboo and the baby goes missing. And you're like, was it the goat? And you're like, I don't think a goat can do that. Shh. <laughs> Damn anyway, it, now I have to watch The Witch tonight. Why do you do this to me? <laughs> <laughs> I was like over here, like, yeah, I'm gonna have an early night, but nope, gotta put on a Robert Eggers film now. <laughs> uh, you know, we always like to point out like characters that are like that kind of MVP best friend character that really tries to like keep it all together. And I'm very happy to say that we have one of those in this movie. All right. I think I have an idea on who it is, and it's a weird pick. But who are you thinking? It's Merlin. Oh, okay. Yeah, for sure. Merlin, the bird, is what keeps this film going because he cares so much. Robin shoots this bird in the wing. Like, legitimately shoots this bird in a place you really shouldn't shoot a bird. And and it still loves her. I guess either it didn't, it happened so fast it didn't know because it seemed like it hit the ground, was knocked the fuck out, so maybe he didn't know, or maybe the bird can sense accidents. <laughs> oh, oh no, the bird knew because the bird was smarted. The bird is proven at its intelligence level throughout the film, you know, like okay, un- sure, but it's just flying on. and all of a sudden, ah, fuck my wing, and then it hits the ground and passes the fuck out. It might not have had time to process that. But it Wait. was keeping an aerial view and knew that the only person in that vicinity with a crossbow was its owner. <laughs> I don't know. I think you're giving a, a bird, a literal bird with a bird brain too much credit. Oh, you mean the bird yeah. that instantly understood what was going on with uh, with this whole wolf walker situation? So you agree it understands what accidents are then? Uh, Yeah, and it also understands yeah, so that... I'm bringing this back to Game of Thrones. If dragons can understand symbolism and burn a fucking throne, <laughs> then this bird can be like, oh yeah, no, I get it. It was an oops. Yeah, no, it's an intelligent bird. <laughs> it's a smart bird. I'm sure this bird could you know, probably do some math problems if you asked it to. Now I need to see Merlin, like, educational video game. <laughs> Wait, what? You said it solved math problems. Yeah, so I no, just imagine I like I Merlin's imagine... little like math adventures where it's just in front of like a little chalkboard, like clicking, you know, just like hitting its little talons against the chalkboard. You imagine like, like a point and out. <laughs> You're imagining like a point and click like Merlin game. I'm just imagining a scene of Merlin like doing his family's taxes for him. Oh, because that sounds way more fun. Actually, papers please exist, so never mind. All right. Uh, <laughs> Papers, please, wait, what the, wait, where's this connection coming from? Oh, it's a, it's a game about mundane paperwork and clerical work, but it's 
<laughs> that's, that's all I'm saying. I feel like there's a little bit more to that game than just the paperwork and the clerical. Well, side. yeah, yeah, but yeah, the mechanics right. of the game is a lot of like spot the difference is basically what it is. Anyways, so you so a terrorist attack happens during it. You know that's that's not your problem. You just close up shop early that day. Anyways, uh, so this I episode say this. is wildly so, off topic. Not MVP, because you're right, Merlin is the MVP. But who I yeah. thought you were talking about was the surprisingly helpful guy in the stocks. Oh, no, he's just, like, that wise, like, crazy old man that has to be in the movie. Yeah, but he, like, gives her the information on the Wolfwalkers. He listens to her stories yeah, every yeah, time. Yeah, but he can't be MVP best friend. He's just no, a wise know. old That's, man. That's what he has to be. I didn't think about Listen, you you said, and I just thought of the first character. I was like, okay, all right, all right. And then I was like, okay, well, he's suddenly somewhat helpful. So that, Or, you know surprisingly like you know engaging mm-hmm. uh and so that's what i thought and then you said merlin and i agreed with you i don't know why you're yelling at me about this look it's just like that wise old man even though he doesn't have as big a role as you could say other characters he's basically the obi-wan of this movie he's there to guide but he's not there to be like your best friend he's there to be your grandpa okay and merlin's there to be your best friend sorry that, i read this so wrong i guess and that that kid in the in the town that just likes to harass people, he's there to be a dick. And thus you have all three characters you need to make a good film. There you go. That's all you need. And a Sean Bean. <laughs> and a Sean Bean. If you can get a Sean Bean. If you can't, hey, then like do what, what you can. That kid was useful for caging the feral child for a bit. Yeah, no, because... Because that's all he's good for is bullying, I guess. That's all he's good for. <laughs> Capturing and imprisoning small children. <laughs> I mean, he is a small child. He is a small child yeah, himself. They do outnumber the vast majority of the people they're picking on. Yeah, uh, with a smile just like Freaky Fred from Courage the Cowardly Dog. All right, well, I'm not unseeing that one now. No, you're never going to unsee it. Cool. You're welcome. <laughs> so... I'd like... Uh, I. I like those situations, too, where, like, in that moment where, like, Robin is betraying uh, Mabe, or in Mabe's eyes is betraying her by having that little kid, like, basically capture her and hold her in a cage. Because, like you said, like, the music's kind of swelling in that moment. It's, uh, their eyes, like, show, like, the sorrow in both of them, and it's really compelling. And then it also use shadows, really well in this film like you would see like this almost like and he doesn't look any different this little boy does not look any different in his shadow he just looks so much bigger and so much more menacing because of what he's doing in this situation and i love how they did that like they use that too with the lord protector like as he like creeps up towards them basically or just walks up towards them and it it really sets apart who the characters are that you should fear and who you should really kind of like hope for, you know, and root for. I think the character, uh, or I think the, the the character of the Lord Protector, I think was the one that was most entrenched in shadows, which is appropriate for an evil mm-hmm. character. Um, he was based off a real character too, or a real person. He's based off of Oliver Cromwell. Oh well, with a name like that, he sounds like an asshole. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh- <laughs> <laughs> it's like Cromwell. Cromwell, you might be an English statesman. But you sound like you did participate in the Salem Witch Trials. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, the Goody Cromwell. <laughs> um, you know, one of the things I kind of, I was thinking about, like, I was so distracted by the beautiful scenery and background for this. Uh, also, the characters look really good, too. But uh, with the characters specifically, 
There's like a thing that I I can't stand that's in a lot of like my I shouldn't say can't stand. I'll put up with it, but I kind of like always notice it and it kind of annoys me a little bit with like a lot of uh I want to say modern animation though. I'm sure enough people out there could be like, "No, look at this example. Look at this example. Look at this example for both things in the past that are things I'm complaining about now and things now that uh break that." But like a lot of a lot of modern animation like t- television cartoons specifically have like very flat colors. Characters have no shadows on them. Yeah, they're just like a solid. Like, oh look, like uh, gonna, I guess I'm gonna fucking throw a particular animation of the bus. But like Teen Titans Go, where like Robin always has the same greens and reds and yellows and all yeah. that stuff, and there's never any shadows. No, and, and I don't know. It's just every time I see that, it, it kind of bugs me. And yeah, for a lot of times, the characters don't have very strong shadows on them here either. It's like they're always facing the fucking sun. Um, but they use shadows in this movie to show i guess conflict whether internal or external i guess and, yeah. I, and I, i'd have to rewatch it again to be able to say whether or not like i yeah this is consistent and this is a thing like oh yeah specific examples but i know remember from when we watched it and i'm gonna pref- i'm gonna bring this up uh halfway into the podcast uh i had been drinking since 3 p.m yeah <laughs> when i came to this yeah. uh this movie <laughs> And we watched the movie at like nine thirty or so. So like, yeah, I don't remember a lot of it. No, <laughs> but it was I great, remember though. just like characters like when they had conflict within themselves. Like there was like a half shadow on them that was like very like oppressive. And then like we said, the bad guy is mostly just drenched in those shadows. Um, so I think their use of shadows were actually more of a narrative use than a world use or practical application kind of thing, uh, which is cool. Once again, early on, I was just, like, noticing, like, no one has any shadow, like, over their face and their hairlines or clothes, anything like that. So, but, like, yeah, I guess that's how they use it. Yeah, and I, I think it really works well for the Lord Protector, too, because the Lord Protector is a very... The Lord Protector is, like, one of those characters you hate, but it's, like, a situation where when you really think about the character, it's easy to understand, like, why they are the way they are. Like, a position of power... A dogmatic approach mm. to your religion yeah. and the on and the idea too that there is a divine providence in your uh status as well that yes, happens in your actions in your actions so to see a character like him who is actively actually thinking he is doing what's best for the people it reminds me of a line from <laughs> strangely enough jojo's bizarre adventure in uh i think it was in part it's in part six where one character talks to the villain and says, like, you are evil. And what's worse is you're someone who doesn't even know that they're evil, which makes them the <laughs> worst type of evil. And that's the, yeah. what the Lord Protector is. Like, he doesn't know, like, the damage he's causing and the yeah. misunderstanding in, like, relationship between people and nature. And... But you can also understand his side at the same time in terms of, like, what he's trying to... Because, like, you know for a fact that, like, in a situation like this, like, he's a British representative owning over a partial part of land that they've conquered in Ireland. So it's more like he is taking orders from somebody else to do it. And he's just he's trying to do it in the way he thinks that he should do it for not only country, but for God. Yeah. And also, I mean, wolves and he's still wrong. <laughs> like wolves he is can, wildly wolves wrong. also can be a threat. 
Yes, they can. Should you genocide all wolves on your island? Should Maybe you, not like, go that should hard. You capture a wolf and be like, "Look, everyone, I've tamed the beast in chains. It's all good." We're all... Especially um, when you really think about it, that wolf was wildly disproportionate to all the other wolves you have hunted in that forest. It was yeah, like twice the biggest size. Surely, how hard could the rest of them be? The fact that the cage itself was the size of maybe half of, like, a small bedroom is more of a situation where, like, that's just a really big fucking wolf. Does the size of the person dictate the size of your wolf? Like, or is it just, like, adult versus... Like, I think it's you just know, adult mom, versus child. Because Her mom yeah. is, like, a wolf walker. Uh, you know, maybe could have been around, like, ages ago. Like, okay, one, she's a big lady, so it's why I'm like, well, is it, you know... Like, large, I mean, like, tall and big, big, big lady. So, <laughs> like, you know, I could see her being a big wolf, but also it's like one of those, like, oh, yeah, she's been uh, around for uh, probably a long time. I don't know how long wolf walkers live. And but, like, yeah, could just be, like, too, you know, with age, she becomes just a giant fucking dire wolf. Yeah. Well, you see it at the end, though, too, because, like, when, when you see Maeve in her wolf walker form, the small child... She looks like a younger wolf just by her facial expressions alone. And then when Robin turns into a wolf for the first time, she also looks just as young as Maeve in her wolf form. But when later on in the film, uh, when Maeve's mother accidentally bites Sean Bean's character and he turns into a wolf as well, he's got that massive like male wolf form like that is almost as that is probably as big as. Maeve's mother's wolf form. So I think it yeah. is a situation is like as they grow, their wolves will grow with them. Sure, sure. Okay. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Will will Robin be as big as like Maeve's wolf will become because of like how like you can see where she's going in terms of with like how her mother has turned out to in terms of her wolf form? Yeah. No, but Robin they're is going to get taller. more massive. I think Robin is naturally taller than uh Maeve. Yeah, but it's it's a situation where like it's not going to be a situation that they're not going to be the same be size. Old, little, slightly older. But you can also see, like, the difference in their wolf forms is, like, Maeve has, like, that more kind of, like, intense wild wolf look. While, mm. like, Robin's wolf is a little bit more of just, like, you look like a wolf that you that kind of maybe just walked out of Narnia. Okay. With, like, the silver white type of fur in that moment, too. Yeah. And everything like that very I didn't sleek, see the Narnia like, movies. I just read the first book, so <laughs> I don't quite get grasp of reference. But all right. She looks more kempt. She she just looks a little bit different. Um, yeah. uh, before we move off or too far from the Lord Protector, because you brought up a great like JoJo line that was pretty relevant, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm sure I think I remember drunkenly bringing it up, but I'm gonna bring it up again uh, for the podcast. <laughs> was uh, I love the kind of characters that's like this fucking religious zealot that is completely off base, completely wrong. And he actually reminded me, because, you know, he's, he's wants to, he wants to go with this and all that. You know, this his idea of eradicating the wolves, burning down the forest even, all this stuff. These terribly, uh, these terrible short-sighted decisions uh, to get rid of the wolves. And it just mostly reminded me of, like, the priest from, like, the first season of Castlevania. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, yeah. I love the fucking scene where he does the whole thing. He burns this fucking woman of science for being a witch uh, in, in the town square, which incurs the wrath of Dracula and everyone. And God, I got to say, go off, king. Fucking slay their asses. <laughs> I'm super on Dracula side for that one. But also... I fucking love the scene where he's in the church. The demons are swarming his town. Dracula's getting his revenge. And this 
no name, no one demon comes in, barges in, and like the priest is just all more pissed than anything. He's like, you can't be in here. This is a place of God. He's like, this is just a box. God doesn't live here. He vomits at what you do in his name. <laughs> and then he fucking eats the guy's face. And I'm like, oh, the catharsis for this moment was so good. Oh, and, uh, yeah. yeah. Every time, Every time that scene is brought back into my head, I just have that shiver of just like, Ah, and all is right for a moment. <laughs> it's so fucking good, and you kind of get that with the Lord Protector here. Especially he how he dies, too, because, like, it's a situation where, like, he's being hung over, like, the edge into, like, where he would fall into a rocky pit. He's being bitten down, and, like, he would maybe either die or would be turned into a wolf walker himself and is noticing yeah. that's what's happening. And makes the choice to pray and kill himself. Which, by the way... That's another pretty big sin, too, so it's just like, you're still not really going anywhere good, my guy, but, you know, I'm sure you, you fell into your Lord's arms. It's pretty gauche to bring that up as after right after someone commits suicide, so rude. But <laughs> I'm very I mean, sorry yeah. I was rude to the Lord Protector. I'm so sorry I was rude it's to true. that guy. It's true, but also, like, yeah, like, it's in his eyes, in his overzealous eyes, he would become an abomination and a sinful creature, I guess. Or but like, so. can't even see that at this point he has like, just like you said, bringing up Castlevania. He is he is that priest now. That is someone where like God is not on your side at this point. Like mm. you have lost God's uh, favor long you know, ago. That that's where there is a difference there because yeah, he wouldn't see it. He would see as like I don't want to become an abomination. That would be uh, like a heresy before the Lord. And so I think letting himself drop, you could I guess you maybe could rationalize it and think there's a possibility to survive. But I think they pretty much show there's jagged rocks down there. Oh yeah, no, never he's see not him again. Uh, but like yeah, I don't know. You would see as like becoming a full wolf as being just. Well, I mean, it's like, you know, uh, some vampire lores where, like, you know, when you become a vampire, basically, you're, no matter what, what, no matter what you've done in life, you're condemned to hell kind of thing. So maybe this was a way of rationalizing as opposed to Castlevania where the guy definitely for sure realizes God's not coming to save him as his face is being actively eaten. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, fair, fair. I would have some questions myself. <laughs> I mean... But mostly my mind would be filled with, ah, oh, oh, no, my face. It hurts. Ah. <laughs> Why am I still feeling? <laughs> and then you don't want to steal Jesus' best line and ask the Lord why he's forsaken you. Anyways. <laughs> Gee, okay, what the fuck? Hey, listen, if you go out on a good line, it's a good line no matter what, man. That I mean, you're right. You're like, right. When you got those, right. old, those old bandits that get, like, a put against, you know, the wall for, like, to be shot, whatever, as their fucking, like, final moments, and their last words are fire, like, you're like, all right, shit, fuck me. <laughs> Ain't nothing we can do to this man. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying. My, my question to you now, what did you think of the art style of, like, seeing the wolf senses? Like their idea for that. Um, it's cool. I <laughs> okay. I'm gonna, you know, I I pull this card too much, but it reminded me a lot of like, you know, just any kind of video game where you get like that special vision, detective vision, and yeah, yeah, in, yeah, in Arkham, uh, Assassin's Vision and Assassin's Creed. 
I guess old dad vision in Last of Us. <laughs> I don't know why he has special powers, but even whatever. to the point to where like sh- uh, when Maeve tells her like feel the movement in your paws, it's just like definitely had those moments where you were just like are are they like tough right now from avatar like can they feel the vibrations and you would see that like even that same style of like just like the reverberations off of the ground and like their entire like body of the creature is formed from those reverberations just like yeah oh yeah so not only are they wolves they're tough as well yeah well she even tells her you're going to be able to see with your paws or something like that or with your with the vibrations in your in your paws it's like you could see through everything so so they every sight it's they just get that daredevil vision. Every sense is all sight. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds pretty rad on paper now that you say it like that. It really is. I mean, yeah. it sounds like it could be, but also the the existential horror of that also may be another problem. But you're right. There's a horrific existence to thinking about being a wolfwalker because when you're a wolfwalker, when you're awake, you're a human. When you're asleep, you're a wolf. So are you ever actually asleep? Do you oh, rest? Like, is tired. your soul go like? Your mind might still be in your body, and, like, your mind might be resting. And in, in that situation, too, like, once your soul is left and become a wolf, is your mind in a comatose state, basically, because that, like, part of you isn't there anymore? So, like... I think so, because Maeve kept telling her mom stories Well, I met this friend or whatever, and I know you told me not to make a wolf walker, but she's great, and I'm not alone or whatever. And her mom doesn't know any of that when, when uh, Robin meets her, so... There's no conscious thought there. That's horrifying. Just separate. And, like, does your soul feel that sort of tiredness, too? You know, like, that idea Uh. of just constant, like, ever-moving existence. Like, like, if you want to believe in the concept of the soul, at least there's still that, like, hopefully eight hours at night where, like, your soul is just as asleep as the rest of your fucking body. So once again, I'm going to use the text of the movie to make this worse. Okay, okay. Uh, when Sean Bean is... Sorry, Sean Bean. I don't know. I actually know what his character is. Bill uh, Goodfellow. <laughs> that's fine. Uh, when one of the Goodfellas is fighting uh, uh, the Lord Protector, and I think he slashes the wolf across the face, he sees the scar... On Sean Bean's character, his body, his human body, and so See, he like, goes to, he gets ready to shoot him so he can kill the wolf, because the wolf's got his arm pinned down, but he can still shoot at Sean Bean's body. Sorry, good fella. Um, <laughs> and uh, so I gotta feel there's some kind of connection there. I think your mind, your body feels, or at least your body has the physical scars of the things happened to you in wolf form. So I gotta imagine the mind is connected or carries over to some capacity. Yeah, because like it's 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 also a situation just like so the injury of the soul is reflected on the injury of the body. I think so. It seems like a one to one connection. At least going. From wolf to person, I don't know if before someone goes to sleep, if you like, I don't know, if they cut your hand on something like picking up a piece of glass or something, if your wolf's going to be like, ah, limping because your paw's fucked up. (laughs) I don't know. Oh, that's also a good question. Yeah, like. Actually, I guess it would because he was going to shoot Sean Bean's body and the assumption there is if he shot him, the wolf would die. But here's a question. If. Let's say you're awake, right? And you just have like a long day and you tweak your ankle and to where you're limping a little bit when you're walking. And then you go to sleep 
Is that injury going to be reflected onto the wolf form? I I think it's a cartoon. It's inconsistent. Robin gets chased the fuck through town, uh, falls off of a fucking building, lands on the floor after being shot at, and yet, like, when she gets back to her body, she's not, like, all beaten up, like, oh, fuck me. (laughs) What What did I sleep through kind of thing? So... Come on, Cass, play in the sandbox with me. (laughs) (laughs) All I'm saying is a little inconsistent, but what what you want to hear? (laughs) I'm just saying, like, like, what's the situation where, like, like, here's here's one. If a human, like, is got into a serious accident and loses his eye, has the wolf lost its eye at that point? How about this? If you accidentally were swimming and you accidentally breathed in a little bit of water, is there water in the wolf's lungs? Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) These are the Eh. serious questions you can expect on this podcast about a children's animated film. Listen, is my wolfkin self also depressed? Do my mental <laughs> mental struggles transfer to my wolf self? Or is my wolf self going to get that dopamine and serotonin I can't get in my human form? Like, am I also an alcoholic as a wolf? These are the real questions. <laughs> as, am I as antisocial as a wolf as I am in real yes! life? <laughs> All of my problems are with my wolf, too. I'm so sorry, How, little See, wolf now, here's me. the funny thing. If you just imagine for a second with that question, and it's like, oh, yeah, no, when I'm in wolf form, I'm not as much of an alcoholic. Does it sound depressing if I'm like, well, then I guess I'd rather be asleep? <laughs> that sounds so fucking sad. <laughs> I mean, I would say the same thing if you told me just like, yeah, no, when you're a wolf, like, all your kind of, like, problems melt away, and you just get yeah. to, like, be in that existence. It's just like, fuck this, granted, then, dude. Granted, that montage of her learning to be a wolf, which once, she picks it up real fucking quick. Mm-hmm. Like, n- nobody's able to corner her when they're chasing after her, and she's barely been a wolf for more than a few days. But that montage looked fun as hell. I sure would like to be a wolf. Also, look, she picked up being a wolf pretty quickly, but her dad picked up being a wolf even quicker. Yeah. Yeah, no shit. Actually, you know what? It's it's just in them. It's, it's just, just in them. In they've them. got they've got that that wolf instinct, I guess. When people say they got that dog in me, it's really what they mean. Who else was there? There was something else that I was like itching to bring up in this fucking conversation. I can't remember. Was it the it was. old lady that also works at the scullery? No, she's fine, but nothing all that notable there. She's just Working an old lady doing her job and getting the kid, the children to fall in line. Actually, I think Robin has some great repertoire, too, in terms of, like, witty comebacks. I love that moment where, like, uh, Bill comes home and she's had a long day, too. Or, like, she comes home and Bill Goodfellow's already there cooking them dinner. It's just like, well, work is prayer. It's just like, then I prayed the whole Bible today. (laughs) Damn. Yeah, that is a really good line. (laughs) Holy shit, that's awesome. Yeah, it's just like, damn, Robin, you're good at this. (laughs) I like I like Robin and Maeve at the how their relationship progresses by the end of the film because it's definitely implied that uh, once Robin and Bill join the pack, like they really become sisters, and not just in the terms of just like their closeness, but like Bill and uh, Mole, who is the mother, you can tell there is a uh, there's a relationship building between the two of them. Yeah, this so, is very 
This is like a, a young sapphic story, I think, that I think does a pretty good job. It hits all the notes, you know, like the dad saying, well, listen, we got to fall in line. You got to do what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to go work in the kitchen and all that stuff. And she wants to be a wild, you know, she wants to go back in the wild. She likes being a wolf. She likes hanging out with her new friend uh, and all that. Like, they're still like, they're very, very like young kids. Um, so it's not like, it's not like overt. And it's very much just kind of implied. And it's very like kind of young and isn't because they're all kids and all that. Mm. Um, but like, yeah, it it's a story about this girl who doesn't fit in with doing things uh, that's expected of her. That's uh, that other girls are doing that other children are doing. Uh, and she finds this other girl who is a, is a completely different walk of life from her. Who's born in tune with nature. Uh, and all that stuff, and then she f- sees uh, happiness in, in, in that that uh, you know that other way, rather than mm-hmm. what's uh, expected of her in um, human life. Which, once again, the the, the metaphors there or the analogies there, it's just one of those like, yeah, you you can kind of see that that's the story that they're kind of telling here. Yeah, it's it's a it's a young girl who doesn't uh doesn't quite fit in with the way uh with, with the roles that's expected of her in uh in the, the the life that is presented i guess yeah it's a different town it's a different country to her yeah she's also looked down upon because you know she is english while she is technically like living in an occupied territory and so there's she's that a she hunter. to deal with and she's, she's a, hunter a hunter when not a maid and that is just a whole different ballpark of uh you know should we throw her in the stockade because it sounds like she has independent thought and that's just not okay (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah all all these are kinds of allusions to like something else you can kind of grasp for it so i can see this i see this being a very appropriate choice for like the last week of pride that we're doing this uh summer of animation actually Uh, (laughs) a very appropriate choice uh, it seems it's just it's hard for me to find fault in this movie I mean, yes, there's always going to be fault in the film, like, no matter what. Like, there's no such thing as the perfect film. And if you come at me with, like, if you try to tell me that the Justice League Snyder Cut is a perfect film, we're going to have problems. It's just, you know, something about films that tell their story so, in such a, not, I want to say quick, but well-paced time. And it can fully get their viewer immersed in the film, not just through story alone, but the animation also helps tell the story. The music helps tell the story. Every part of this film is yeah. just for its story. Nothing ever seems like it was extra or out of place. And that's just something It's something that is really uh, special to enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, uh, I would say the only thing that I would actually knock against this movie was actually be the pacing. Because there's a couple times where I'm like, oh, look, it's another montage. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Like we got the montage. Well, we gotta show like, you how depressed you can't... are while you're working in a scullery. Yeah, all right. I mean, yeah, that that that's was definitely needed. Uh, like three of those are needed in any film. Of course, I have to... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess I couldn't agree with you there because, like, now that you're pointing it out, like this movie does have like. When I think about it, this movie has like what four montage sequences? Yeah, I, uh, I was like, I think it was like three, but there might be, give or take, you know. 
Um, but like, yeah, the, the montage, yeah, there's a bit much, but like, you know, it's, it's not an egregious length for a movie. No. It's not like reaching two hours, like, you know, like most modern movies nowadays. I love like now when we do this, like every week when you message me, like what movie we're watching, um, we can always like have those great moments where I send just like, Hey, this movie's under two hours and we're both like, Oh, thank you. I know. Yes. <laughs> there's sometimes where I recommend a movie and it, the movie is like, all right. But listen, it's like it's like pushing a little past two hours. I know, I know. Listen, I'm I don't sorry. want it either. I'm sorry. But it's what popped up in my head. That's something you're going to have to fight me about, I think. Like, sooner or later, we're going to have to watch another Christopher Nolan film. It's going to be like, it's oh, another three hours, man. Hey, you know what? Paprika made it worth it. But... <laughs> Paprika was so good. Uh, you know, actually, you know, I I, well, I stand by what I said before. Like, Inception was still good. It was still a pretty oh, yeah. good movie. And I'd never seen it till then, so I didn't have any of the hype going into it. Yeah, but, you know, Paprika was able to tell its story in half Paprika the time. Was so fun <laughs> and fucked up, though. <laughs> um, it had, you know, it had the uh, ability to do so much more because it's an animated film and can push the boundaries in filmmaking to yeah, really show yeah. its story. That's, that's true, and oh, it's almost like we should take a lesson from that and not say yeah. that every every animated thing or needs to be live action. It's almost like a different medium. Yeah, it's that are capable like, of no, different things. I wasn't watching How to Train Your Dragon and thinking to myself, "Yeah, this movie's missing out because it's not live action." Like, can you just back off for five fucking minutes? Yeah, and Sorry, I also I'm very upset with DreamWorks right now. <laughs> I also don't need to look at Bruce Willis's face to feel like I'm connected to a character. I connected with these characters just fine. They emote so well, the acting is so well done, the music accompanying that, and once again, those big fucking eyeballs. <laughs> even are the just wolves so like have emotive faces too. Yeah, even when they turn into wolves, they got fucking eyes up to here. It's the perfect ratio because it's not like you know, it's not like fucking um, Powerpuff Girl huge where they look like fucking bugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just I, marbles. Right Right there. You never believe that a Powerpuff girl is sad because you're like, what the fuck is that weird monstrosity? Anyway, it's fine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. It was good. It was very emotive. It was very good. Um, uh, so yeah, all, all of it really good uh, was helpful to selling the, the story they were trying to tell. Um, and yeah. I'm all into it. I, I don't know anything about Irish folklore, Irish history, or who the fucking Lord Protector whatever it was. Um, and yeah, no, this, this movie's, uh, you know, not knowing any of that, this movie was done really, really well and got me invested in it. It's one of those things where like right now we're in this really interesting period where like in the United States, uh, people are more interested in animated things in terms of just like people are still watching Disney films and people are still watching Pixar films. DreamWorks has grown even further now. Like even with like, I mean, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish was an incredible film. I, you and I will watch that movie soon. It's it's great. It, we will, it, will, it might not even be for the podcast. I just need to show you that movie. Um, and there's an interest now, like a huge growing interest in the anime community as well. Like you see that becoming more and more of a mainstream thing. Now what we really need to strive for is like more global awareness in this like animation community because there are movies like this that just exist in the world that people just don't know about and it's yeah. great to be able to find these movies and there's cultures with stories to tell that are ones we maybe have never heard before and they're so unique and they're fun like oh my gosh one of my favorite sequences in this movie is Mabe's mother gets injured in her wolf form and she's dying 
Um, they were able to get her wolf form back to her body, and she's taken in her soul again, but she's still dying. And there's a moment where both Maeve and Robin have to put their power together with the entirety of the pack, and you just see this beautiful, flowing, like, mosaic design of these two intertwined souls, like, coming together to save a life with the background and the history of, like, their pack around them with just beautiful violin music accompanying it. And even in this moment, like, these small moments, you're telling so much about a culture. I really hope that, like, next year when we do this uh, portion again, like, we're going to keep going into, like, more international stories because it's just it's incredible what's out there that we don't know about yeah yeah i got to say i think you you've been on the forefront for uh bringing those uh to the podcast with spine of night and now this um that are lesser known if not not even known um movies from other cultures that have really fantastic things to say the rotoscoping it was neat but you know uh, the stories they had within, I think, were were pretty fucking cool. That was really uh, cool, too. That was just all based off of, like, a YouTube video, too. It was just a sequel to, like, a seven-minute YouTube video. Oh, yeah. Wow, shit. Good for them. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, and then, yeah, this one, bringing a movie that I would that would have never even, one, heard of, and then, secondly, the name would have made me, like, is this, like, a B-Stars? And then I probably wouldn't have seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Beastars is fine. I just haven't yeah. seen it just because I've seen the fan art people have made. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And honestly, there are parts of that that story where like you you don't need the fan art. Oh, I'm sure it's still gonna make you uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Good story though. It's a great story. I did. Sure. Read it. I didn't watch the anime, but I did read it. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah. I guess it just uh, I guess it just kind of brings us to the final question, doesn't it? So, did you like it? Yes. I did like it. It's a very good movie. Um, very, very good movie. In fact, I would love to not only just rewatch it, but I would love to rewatch it with other people. Like, I think uh, as soon as I rewatch, I say rewatch it. I kind of scrubbed through it. I because, like I said, the first time we watched it, I was drunk as shit. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, rewatched it, kind of scrubbed through it a little bit. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, I, I got what happened here. I got what happened here. I just need to know the points just when we come back to this movie. Um, but immediately after rewatching it, or sort of rewatching it, I send the link that you send me for the movie to my mom, and I said, "Here, watch this with our niece," um, because I this is a movie I think that needs to be seen. I think it's awesome. It's good. Um, so I'm gonna say the first time we watch it, as I've mentioned before, I was drunk as shit, and so I may have been very over enthusiastic and very, very drunk in saying how, oh my god, it's the greatest thing ever. Listen, drunks do that. It's it's a really, really good movie. It's really, really good. I don't want to undersell that. I feel less strongly, obviously, as you know. When you know, once again, when you're really drunk and you, you know, <laughs> you're like, "Hey, everyone, we're just having a good time." Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, like, yeah. no, you don't understand, man. <laughs> you know that kind of bullshit. Yeah, you never, you never, you never got that bad. You were always just like, you were honestly just having fun and just having a good time. And sure, probably. that was just was great. Listen, that you guy's did not, crazy. you, you were not even confrontational at all. You were just like, "This is good. The art's good." Listen, that guy was cringe as fuck. Oh, yeah, I didn't talk enough about the backgrounds, so I will do it here before I send it on over to you. The backgrounds are so beautiful. They all look like just these beautiful watercolor paintings. Um, everything looks great. It looks 
it, like it looks like it's hand painted, but it's probably probably you know assisted with digital and all that stuff. But like yeah, everything looks beautiful. You have scenes that vary from like very elaborate foresty settings that have like you know this beautiful just like line. Actually, everything kind of looks like it. Everything kind of also has like that sketchy feel to it, where you have lines that maybe are like in the background that look like maybe they were the original lines of the background that would be, and then darker lines that cover that. Um, and then you have like colors that are slightly outside the borders of things. Um, but it all looks very intentional. Like it doesn't look like, oh, hey, look, they fucked up. They didn't color in the lines kind of thing. Uh, it looks like it was meant for that. And then when you have the cityscape, it just, it looks like a congested, big, overstuffed, just like the the buildings in the background, everything just kind of looks like it's crunched all together and people within it just look like they're, they're taking too much spot, uh, too much, you know, taking too much space kind of thing. It's, it's really, really, really beautiful, um, background art. And the character art is also really good. Like I said, the design on them uh, are so expressive, so emotive. It's really nice. Um, so yeah, this is a movie that I really liked. I'm glad that I was introduced to it, and I would like to introduce other people to it if I got ever had the chance. Um, Sir Squarin, saying your name so dramatically. So did you like it? <laughs> oh my gosh, I love this movie. I absolutely adore this movie. There's nothing that you, there's nothing I can really say that you just didn't say. Like, everything about this movie that is just fun, you know? It's a movie that I like to show other people. It's a movie that um, I share in any way I can. And, like, I I have a digital library of films that I've bought, but I bought this film physically because I want to make sure there is no way I could ever lose this movie because it's just something that, like, I want, I want to show as many people as I can. And, like, if you've never seen this movie, you can... Just try to find a way. It is on. It's unfortunately uh, stuck behind Apple TV Plus. They're the ones I, that produced and own this movie. So but I sent, there I are sent ways the to find this movie. I sent the link to my mom, and she actually looked it up. I guess in other means, and supposedly it'll be available on Disney Plus starting July eighth. If that's true, I will lose my mind. I don't know how true that that's is. That makes it a little bit more available. Yeah, I don't know how true that is. She's. I've been misled by by the internet I, before. I don't think it is true. I think it might be a situation where they might move it for like international. I don't know how true that is, but supposedly, maybe keep your fingers crossed. If not, do you have any more reliable ways? Um, that, you, that can you can buy. You can buy the Irish folklore trilogy by Cartoon Saloon on Amazon. A full Blu-ray trilogy with all three films, and I've I have not seen Secret of the Kells yet. Uh, it's on my list. And I'll be watching it soon. But Song of the Sea is a beautiful film about Selkies and uh, a relationship between a uh, brother and her younger sister and how when the sister was born, the mother disappeared and how there's that residual kind of blame that the brother has that he thinks it's her fault. But he still wants to protect her. It's it's oh. really good, and we'll probably if we can, we'll probably watch it next year. It's Nan has also looked it up, and he's come up with the same answer that it's coming to Disney Plus on July eighth. So I, hope I would so. say look out there. But just like you, I kind of agree. I I wouldn't want to rely on a streaming service to ever pull this, and I think this is a movie that you should own if you have the ability to watch it on a physical media. So I think after our big trip at the end of next month 
I do want to buy it physically as well. Yeah, you'll have to buy the trilogy, unfortunately, but That's trust fine. me, the other two films I'll, are I'll absolutely check, worth it. I'll check the other movies out, but honestly, uh, I think this movie's worth it on this one alone, or this trilogy might be worth it on this one alone. Yeah, it's... Price. It, they, these movies are something else. This, these, these stories are something else. And I, I really like how this was our last film before we go into the adult side of summer of animation. Mature. The mature side. Um, <laughs> Every time right, we guys, say, like, it's adult animation, I keep thinking, like, listen, folks, we're not watching porn. Though there might be a tea and there's definitely going to be lots of blood. <laughs> The trilogy is called the Irish Folklore Trilogy, again, if you uh, didn't catch up before. So, uh, Irish Folklore Trilogy by Cartoon Saloon. Check it out if you can. But for now, Kaz, what's going on in your life? All right. You can watch us at twitch.tv forward slash second respawn. That's twitch.tv forward slash the number two, the letters ND, and the word spelling respawn. All is one word, no underscores, no dashes. We're a variety streamer. Uh, we're variety streamers. We're not a variety streamer. We're variety streamers. There's me and my brother Jake Nan, who's our tech guy who makes these streams happen. Uh, we, have, I think, I'm uh, doing Returnal with Bubs. We're making progress, or at least he's making progress without me. I think it's fine. Um, honestly, it's gonna take a bit to get through the game. Uh, Nan does Monster Hunter, going through all them games every Saturday. Uh, he's gonna start on Professor Layton very, very soon. In fact, I think this coming week. Uh, and I, what do I do? I do The World Ends With You, I suppose. And also, we do, um, the, 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 the Ace Attorney Chronicles, where we solve mysteries and uh, wade through a bunch of jackassery and chicanery. It's fun. So, Sir Squarin. Uh, I feel like right. there was something else I was going to say for our for for our our stream. I don't remember what it was, but that's fine. If I forgot it, it didn't matter. Amiibo <laughs> Fight Club. Uh, we did an Amiibo Fight Club. There's not going to be another one for a couple months now. It's every okay. I think quarter. Okay, got it, um, got it, got it. But yeah, we had an Amiibo Fight Club recently. It was very successful. It was a lot of fun and very tiring. Uh, we were both. <laughs> wiped the next day but uh what what do you got going on sir square uh unfortunately right now i'm still down on twitch um i can't seem to get my computer to be able to stream but luckily i still have this podcast with you that is a lot of fun so you can you know can, if you like what you when hear, i don't get that slip to go uh, home <laughs> uh <laughs> If you, if you like what you hear, please make sure to share with other people. Um, and you can find me on Twitter uh, at SirSquarin, S-Q-U-A-R-I-N. And uh, this podcast comes out edited every week uh, because of our good friend Tucker, who puts in a lot of work to make it sound way better than it does right now live. <laughs> so if you... Uh, we do our best. But we do he, is, do our best. he does work magic. Oh my gosh, the ending to the last week's episode that he made was incredible. <laughs> he puts up with so much of our bullshit, it's pretty great. Um, and if you want to check out uh, our editor, you can find him on Twitter at TuckerWins. You can find him on Twitch at twitch.tv Tucker underscore wins when he can stream. And you can look up his music on Spotify under the name Tucker Wins Stanley. 
like we said, we are going to uh, enter into the more mature side of Summer of Animation next week. Uh, we're going to be kicking it off with uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Wing Endless Waltz. Oh, the hype! I haven't seen this since I was a kid. I can't wait to see if it holds up or if it doesn't. I, I'll be honest. <laughs> like, I am a, I'm, I'm a Gundam fan, and I've seen a lot of Gundam series, and I have seen Wing. It was, I was really young when I watched Wing. Um, I never saw Endless Waltz. I saw a clip on Twitter, uh, just uh, you know, related to nothing, and it was just the main character fucking just flying through space, and I guess he got his fucking Gundam sent to him on this giant fucking phallic-looking just, like, <laughs> encasement, and he goes, he's, like, flying, and he, like, matches speed, and he's like, alright, I guess we're ready. He jumps from his fucking spaceship into the cockpit of the fucking, like, weird cock that's, like, just flying through space, and then it unfurls, and it's just the fucking wings spreading out of, like, the, the feathered wings. I don't know why it has feathers, but it has feathered wings of, like, wing zero <laughs> custom and it's like yes this is the dopamine i needed <laughs> uh just to give the full schedule for the next month uh oh, we're sure. going to be checking out uh mobile suit gundam uh wing endless waltz we're going to check out the lord of the rings from the 70s which was the rotoscope film. yeah that's gonna be fun uh, we're gonna check out ghost in the shell then we're going to take a week off while uh, our illustrious co-host Kaz and his brother Nan take a well-deserved vacation across the sea. Uh, yes. But to end Summer of Animation when they are back, uh, the last film we will watch is called Inuo. Um, so look forward to all of these great films and for the episodes uh, about them. All right. Yeah, I like how all my, my adult uh, a- anime suggestions are just all just like trash. Just I'm just like listen. I just want some <laughs> fucked up shit, and it's all listen. The kid, the kid side or the family friendly side, it's all just like you know fucking heart rending, good emotional shit. The next one, it's just fucking mechs and mech people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, Inuo is gonna be that one that comes out of left field. Just wait for that. that oh shit no, crazy. I don't want to feel things for the adults. You're gonna side. feel some crazy things, my guy. Oh, all right, guys, go out, get a pint of Guinness, listen to some Irish folk music, have a good night, and, uh, you know, get some rest. Pray you're not a wolf walker, because a soul that has to stay awake through all eternity is not really an existence I search for. Hey, one question, actually. Okay. So the mother was trapped as a wolf because she was trapped. Mm-hmm. Does her and our wolf form ever sleep? Tucker, just... just- Close this out with some Irish folk music. I don't need to listen. I don't need to answer some existential questions like this. Just go, please. Clinking Irish Guinness glasses music. Go, please. Thanks. Bye. Just play a Guinness commercial at the end. Just we're sponsored now. Who cares? Let's just. <laughs>
getting over it and Guinness the things that matter 